0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Tennis Podcast, where today we'll talk everything WTA and handicap the week to come. Spread, I know you're very, very excited, but I don't want you to talk about that quite yet. We're going to wait. Can you wait?
1: Yes, of course. I'm very patient.
0: Are you sure? All right. Well, how's it going? How was your day? It's Sunday. How was the NFL Sunday for you? I know you do a bunch of write-ups for the NFL on Sportsbook Review. I know I know everybody's following Spread already, but just make sure that you are at Spread Astaire. Get some wonderful NFL content. How did today go?
1: Uh, NFL, eh, It went all right. Afternoon definitely saved me. Um, yeah, and then today I actually got out and got out of Sacramento a bit. Was out in the hills in the nice weather. So I had a real good day overall. Love that. So, and you know what? This tournament, the Zoo High, is one of my favorite tournaments of the year. Like, it's like right up there with like Indian Wells and in Miami. Like, it's not a Grand Slam, but it's one of my favorite tournaments. Like I, it's like in my head, it's like a, a good Masters 1000 or whatever they call them. Premier 5 mandatory happiness. We do love these tournaments. I know
0: it's the end of the year. We just got two weeks left. But before I we actually do... like
1: this one more than the, than the top one. I don't know why. It's just I think the matchups are a little well, let's different than us put a Let's put a pin
0: to. in that. Let's put a pin in that. And let's go through the last, last week, and then okay. we'll jump into a little bit of how we feel about the week to come. Sounds good. We'll start with Moscow. I'm going to make you wait just a little bit longer for for what you're really excited to talk about. Belinda Bencic blows through the field here, has a really, really nice week, Um, takes the tournament over Pavly Uchenkova. Of course, the big moment here um, was her making the finals, guaranteeing her spot in the WTA finals, which will be the week after next. What did you think of Bencic's tennis this week? Did she look really great to you?
1: Boy, she looked great, and it was so funny. So in the final... I saw that you put benches up, and I, I kind of lean benches too. And I was talking to our good buddy John Joe, and you know, John Joe's just saying, but Pavlychenka's form is so good right now. Her form is so good right now. And then she came out looking pretty good, and I said, good thing I laid off this. But then benches was able to come through, and I was really uh, impressed by that. Um, you know, she didn't pack it in, she was in a tough situation, and she found a way um, to raise her level to win. And I mean, Going into the WTA finals, first of all, she's had a fantastic year. She really came back. She was kind of getting ridden off after her 2018. And then she started off so strong, um, was just beating players in the top 10 left and right. And now, you know, she had a little lull and now she's capped it back off. And she really has to be um, excited about her, her 2020 because... This year was just the the year of leaps and bounds that everyone expected from her when she was a junior champion. And boy, I I wouldn't want I don't think anyone's gonna to want to play her in that in that final. She's gonna she's coming in. I think that really just gives her a lot of momentum going into the WTA finals.
0: I love what you just said at the end there. I think that she's set up in a great spot here. To do really well in the WTA Finals. Yeah, I, I know our good friend Johnjo is really sharp, and I know you guys love looking at form. I just think the final was a really tough spot for somebody like Pavia Luchankova. She played a lot of tough matches this week. She's an older player. I mean, it took her three sets to beat Sakari. It took her three sets to beat Kurcheva. It took her two long sets to beat Kutumatova. Three sets to beat Machova. I think that she was basically exhausted at that point, and although she was able to take the first set, you look, Benjic wins the next two sets 6-1, 6 one. Um, really incredible tennis from her, and I'm excited to talk about her next week in the finals. Um, you know, it was nice to see Pavlia Uchenkova She's one of my favorite players. I just, I like watching her play. I think that she's really gritty and, and plays some kind of fun tennis. So it was good to see her this week. Um, any other thoughts on Moscow before we move into uh,
1: the other tournament? No, let's, let's move right on to head over to Europe and find out what happened there. Well spread. It's been a great couple of weeks as an Ostapenko <laughs> fan, hasn't it? It's awesome,
0: huh? Look at this. Look at this. She did it. She finally won a tournament. It took her all year. I think. it's Let me go back. Is this the only tournament yes. she
1: won this year? Yes, for sure. It
0: took. She had to wait all year. She won the last one of the year. But man, was this fun! Let's take a look at her pathway here. I'll run through it, and and what I want you to do when I'm do. running through this, get ready, because I just whatever you got, I need you just to go. Whatever you're feeling, whatever's in there, as much as you want to talk. If you talk for the next forty-five minutes uninterrupted, <laughs> I will sit here and listen. Beats Kat McNally in the first match, 7-5, 7-6. Loses the first set to Mertens in the next round, but takes the next two, 6-2, six, 6-2. Two, six, two. Then double breadstick over Lautner. Um, then three sets against Anna Blinkova. Loses the first one and comes back to win. And then in the final, really impressive, 6-4, six, 6-1 six, over Julia Gorgas. I mean, that's 6-1 in the second set, that was impressive, especially against someone who's so good at serving indoors. You know, if you will, I think she was described as a, quote, big-boobed, Evo (laughs) Karlovich. But spread. Ostapenko. Go.
1: Dude, so so Kat McNally, that was a close match. Um, Love to see some of the old old mental toughness come back and to see her win in a tiebreak because that means that she didn't hit the double fault, which was the key. The second round match was when I knew, like, okay, we're really on to something here because Elise Mertens presented her with some problems. But when she's on, that's the exact type of player she likes. She likes someone that's just going to hit it back and just let her... Tee off and try and hit winners. And then when she hits them in, you know, that's the player that, that you know, we're all big fans of, or at least I am. So that was fantastic. And then Lautner, pretty good win. But after the Mertens win, I was pretty confident about that Lautner one. Um, and then we had who was next after that Blinkova, right? And that was in the semis. Yes. And that one I also thought would provide her um, with some problems because Blinkova is consistent, but she has she had some ability to like redirect. And then when she lost the first set a tad bit worried, but she turned it back on and it kind of, I was like, okay, now we're getting something back. Now we're getting something back. And then the final, I felt really good because I know that Gorgas is, a, is a, another type of player that she likes to play. It's funny. She has no real regard for defensive players. You know, she just thinks that, you know, they're beneath her and this and that. So I knew she would respect someone. They could sit there and bang with her forehand to forehand. But, boy, she was even able to put a little more pace on her forehand than Gorgas, and that was a lot of fun to watch. And, basically, the whole week was just awesome as a fan. Uh, Marion Bartoli, you are serving the WTA in the best way possible because I was telling John Joe this. What do we need more in the WTA than a little cherub-faced basher? Just, you know, she looks just so young, and then she's just out there blasting the ball. It's just fantastic. It's fun to watch. Bartoli's got her. You know, they're... uh, their their coaching changeovers they look like two girls at brunch like i expect mimosas to come out the way that they're just sitting there (laughs) gossiping about their opponents you know they're just having so so much fun and they kind of like giggle and they laugh and they may not necessarily be um you know i mean osipenko is so funny of course she says the right things in the interviews but you can tell she really kind of has a disdain for all her opponents and she i was saying this also i don't think she's ever thought that someone has beat her in a tennis match. She's only beat herself in her mind. In her mind, you know, nobody's actually better than her. She just doesn't play her best. That's the only reason she loses. And it kind of comes out in those changeovers. And I think it's fun. And I think that Bartoli is bringing some of that confidence back. And, you know, we haven't seen it since uh, 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 Gargas left. And I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, she needs, like, a female coach, it seems like. Like, it's like I was – saying she she wants to impress Bartoli so now she's actually fully focusing Whereas well, with the others you know her focus was totally drifting in and out but with Bartoli for whatever reason you know she wants to impress her and it, it seems to really it brings out really a fun Ostapenko that's it's a fan. Because, you know, with your favorite, now if Ostapenko's playing like this, an Ostapenko-Sabalenka match is like must-see TV. I mean, those girls are going to be blasting it. That's one of the few girls, her and Keys, that can actually hit the forehand harder. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Um, she didn't double fault in the finals, so I don't even know what Bartoli's doing different because it's not like the toss looks that much better, but she stopped double faulting, and she got herself into the top 50 for the end of the year. So... Boy, that was that was like a lot of fun for a year that I had pretty much written off for her. And to end that way kind of made me excited to see how she'll start next year. Although, if I remember right, it doesn't seem like end of the year success necessarily translated into success in Australia last year.
0: Well, I'm disappointed you referred to her as a basher because if the one thing I have to say about Ostapenko this week, it was a great reminder of what she's capable of. And I don't think of her as a basher. You know, a basher for me is somebody that just kind of hits the ball really hard into big spaces, hoping that they can hit winners. Ostapenko is hitting balls down line. She's hitting shots that are just outrageous. She's just doing everything she can to hit the winning shot on every single point. I think we got to come up with a different name for what she does. Um...
1: It's yeah, incredible power watching her play tennis play. this week. I
0: know it's. Yeah. Uh, she hits so many shots, and you know she gave up a bunch of shots at the same time because you know she's kind of an all-or-nothing player. It was just it was it was so fun. This was so fun all week following her matches, watching her play. I mean, she just does things on a tennis court that you just don't see. It's it's so much fun, and then just to watch her. Uh, I loved all your comments about her and Bartoli. What a fun combination that is. <laughs> and I mean, I. She's the gift queen. I mean, there, there's no better gift player in the WTA than Ostapenko. I mean, you just you scroll through that. it just it's face after face after reaction after <laughs> reaction. I like the one where she's stirring the pot. I use that all the time. Um, but that was really fun. So I, I know it gave you some inspiration. You were a little worried that maybe you know success here doesn't translate to success next year. But what do you think Ostapenko needs to carry this into next year? Bartoli. You know, she, that's yeah? the thing. Yeah,
1: she needs a female coach that, you know, for whatever reason, that that's like her motivation. It's just, you know. I mean, I sat there and watched her like not listen to David Taylor and these other coaches, like just not listening on the changeover. I remember one of them was asking her not to cry. I mean, it was just – there was nothing going on. And now it's like even when you, when you see the energy in the changeover, it's like I can imagine that's how much more focused her practices are. And it just seems to keep her focused on the court. And for whatever reason – she's not able to do that herself so if that's what you know the coach is there to provide then
0: it's a special connection they really do seem to have a real deep understanding of each other and, and the other th- thought i had this week was what's the difference between nick curios and helena ostapenko mm,
1: ostapenko's
0: ostapenko doesn't abuse abuse chair umpires besides yeah, I was gonna that say,
1: she's much more respectful like I can understand, like from just like an on-court perspective, but she definitely doesn't insert herself into into other people's stuff like Kyrios does. You know, she has a very small managed social media presence, where I'd say Kyrios is probably one of the brashest players. And you know, she doesn't really have a high-profile dating life either. Which, but I guess
0: from a purely Kyrgios on-court does. perspective. Um, You watch how Kyrgios plays. He's almost constantly trying to hit winners. And that's the same kind of player I watched this last week. It was someone who was, you know, her serve obviously isn't as good. And, of course, that's tough being as small as she is and whatnot. But just the same aggressiveness, the same kind of, like, brazen attitude of I'm the best. And if I play my best, there's nothing you can do. And it gives her this ultimate confidence to be just like, you know what? I'm just going to keep playing and playing and playing. And at some point, if I peak, you're dead.
1: Yeah, I'd say on court you got a lot of that. Plus you get the, you know, I don't really care about this tournament. I'm pouting and I'm going to just finish this match. It's curious, wants to go to the club. She wants to go shopping, you know, or back home to, to Latvia to watch Latvia pop concerts. But So I, if... yeah. There's so if of... Ostapenko
0: can keep Bartoli for the entire season next year, what's your expectation? Can she win a Masters? I'm sorry, not a Masters. Can she win a Premier Mandatory? Can can she compete for a Grand Slam? I mean, is the sky the limit for you?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think if she kept Bartoli, she'd be back in the top ten. All right. I love the optimism. This is really, really great. Well, All after right. watching that, there's nothing you know, not to be optimistic about. It was a nice draw. Like I thought, uh, golf was a tougher matchup for her in the final because I knew golf was going to make her work mm-hmm. and hit you know three to four more winners than maybe she's used to. But I knew with Gorgas she would get the chance to tee off, and that Gorgas necessarily doesn't have the defensive skills to just keep making her work, so she could get it you know on the first or second try. But boy, I was I was just so much fun. All right, are you ready to talk about the elite tournament? Yes, I am. And so what I was saying at the beginning is I actually enjoyed this one. I think we get cooler matchups just from like trying to handicap the, you know, how the players will match up against each other. Because I think in the top ones, we've seen them so many times that we kind of know it's just what do we think is going to happen this time, you know? I think but. the
0: most fun of it is the change in format. We spend all year with these single elimination tournaments. It's fun mm-hmm. to have a round robin. Yeah. We know you're going to get to see a handful of players play a bunch of times. And you just look at the field. What a great field. Kiki Burtons, Donna Vekic, Diana Stremska, Sophia Kennan, Allison Riss, Karolina Machova and or Mahova, Madison Keys, Petra Martic, Shai Shai Zhang, Arena Sabalenka, Elise Martins, Maria Sakkari. What a fun group of players we have spread i mean it's it's such a great event i love the round robin format i think it's really great that we have two of these tournaments it would be such a bummer just to have the final so i yeah. think you're right this is a really fun event
1: so before we get started um so with this i remember last year the main problems that i felt like i had i almost didn't want to handicap them what do you do when you have a player that's already qualified versus a player that's already eliminated at the end of the round robin? How do you handicap those? Because I was struggling with it last year because it seemed like a lot of the players that were 0 2 would end up winning. I think
0: I think that I assume everyone's trying their hardest in all these matches because okay. the way it's set up, even if you lose your first two matches, if you can win your third match quickly, um you have a chance here. I mean, the way the scoring system works, essentially, if you go two and zero in your group, you're pretty much set, unless somebody else goes two and zero, which I guess is actually can't happen. But if everyone's one and one, it basically goes by how quickly you win your matches. So I think the way it's set up, how few matches there are, there's a lot of volatility. I think this ends up being really fun because of that.
1: So if you get, say, player A who you are sure is qualified versus player B, who are you're sure is eliminated, you're not really changing your handicapping, and you're going to treat it just like you would, like, for these first-round matchups that we're talking about tonight?
0: I think even more what I'm saying is, I think the scenario you're trying to lay out is almost impossible. It's really hard to get to your third match. There was a couple teams were there? Uh, maybe one or two. Let me pull up the field from last year. Yeah, um, if you want to pull it up, I, I kind of
1: think I remember the... Um, And the player that was eliminated winning a couple times, and it threw me off. And I'm trying to remember if I even bet him or not. I might have laid off him. But uh, I just remember that being kind of surprising. Yeah, that's something to keep track
0: of. I'm I'm looking here. Ashley Barty won last year. Um, Let's see. Round of 16 in the last couple matches you know, Annette Contevate beat Julia Gorgas. She was pretty much dead at that point. I guess you're right. If somebody's knocked out at that point, it looks like the way to go is the other way. Um, But it's just,
1: it's a tough tournament. I think very rarely do you end up with that situation. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was just something I remember from last year that was kind of vexing me. So I figured we'd kind of talk about that at the top because right now we'll be, you know, handicapping the ones that we've seen, but we know they're all going to give 100% effort, they're focused, ready to go um but i just think it's kind of an interesting situation playing out around round robin when you've been eliminated or you know is it that the fact that the winners aren't trying as hard because they're just like you know what i don't even want a long match you know i just want to get this over with you know and, and move yeah, on if to you're guaranteed that. to qualify i think that um, you definitely take the foot off the gas yeah
0: all right, looking at past winners here. Ashley Barty, like I said, beat Wang Jiang the year before that. Julia Gorgas beat Coco Vandeweghe the year before that. Kvitova over Svitolina, and the year before that, Venus Williams over Karolina Pliskova. Now, spread, I think what we'll do is go group by group, starting with the Azalea. We've got Donna Vekic. Oh, I forgot about these names. I know, the names are great. They're all flowers. <laughs> um, Donna Vekic, Kiki Bertens, and Diana Yastremska. And here's the order of play. Tomorrow we've got Burtons against Vekic. Then Burtons plays Jastrzemska. And then the final match for the group is Vekic against Jastrzemska. So I see a pretty tight group here. But let me know. What do you think? Who comes out of
1: this group? What are you expecting from these matchups? That's kind of a tough group, huh? Yeah, it's a great group. I think these girls kind of got a tougher group than, than I'm sure they would have liked. Personally, I do so this is going to be rough because I'm actually torn on your nemesis here as far as handicapping, and that's Kiki Burtons. Um, so I've actually already placed a wager here. Okay, uh, and what's you it,
0: take? I took Donna Vekic to win the whole tournament at 14-1 to 1 because okay. when I look at this group, Kiki Burtons has played lackluster at best tennis this year. She's just been really down. Uh, you know what, and if she focuses maybe she, you know she can blow through this group it's a tough group but she's probably the best player when she's playing her best but uh, you think so, so cuz i res- was
1: just going to ask that
0: she gets so much respect from an odds perspective she's the third favorite to win the entire event. She's plus 135 to win the group versus Jastrzemski 175. And Vekic, for some reason, is the third place in the odds here at plus 220 to win the group. I don't understand that. I think Yastremska for me, is clearly the worst player in this group. I mean, really? she's incredibly talented. If she comes out and plays her best, maybe, but it's just horribly inconsistent. Um,
1: okay, so, th- so this is a fun exercise here, and that's what I was kind of thinking when I was doing it. If they all, if we all showed up and we knew they were going to pl- all play their best, who wins? I, I almost think Yastrzemska wins.
0: It's between Yastrzemska and Burtons for me, but I think since we're looking at three names that are inconsistent, I'm going for the biggest odds. So you're thinking that's a
1: pretty dumb way for me to try to handicap this because they're all so inconsistent and there's no way that all three of them really show up and play their best? I
0: just don't think there's ever a universe where I would ever trust somebody confidently saying Donna Vekic or Diana Stramsko or Kiki Burtons is going to play amazing tennis this week. I just... Well, I...
1: Burtons used to be more... She used to be more consistent, and she was right, just used bad to. on horror courts. But used no, to. it's weird. As her profile's raised, she has not dealt with it, and it's, and it's led to her play.
0: You know? It's, I agree with that. I yeah. think that... This is a good group of, of players that really struggle with better players. It's kind of this funny quandary of of people who are extremely talented when they play their best, can be their best, but generally fall apart when it comes to facing bigger competition. So when I look at that group, I see this as pretty even. Like, if I was going to line this myself, I would give everyone equal odds. <laughs> I really would. I really I would. Because I think it's impossible to figure out who's going to play best. And I don't know why the market has made Vekic definitively the loser of this group i think she well, has as good of a chance as any of them
1: i'll tell you what i think you got a bonus here because this first group is tough because 14 to 1 is a pretty pretty sweet number
0: that's what i mean i don't understand like why
1: uh, i mean I, what's what's the implied off. probability off that it's like three or four percent right Let so three see, or four times out of a one, uh, six 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 percent oh great I, that's a horrible number i hate that <laughs> All right 6.67% much better
0: I'm sorry to yeah, win I the mean, group or to win the tournament to win the tournament she's
1: 6.67%. Yeah 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 so I'm saying I I mean in my mind there's definitely more than seven scenarios out of 100 where she redlines and wins this thing. Uh, it's just so I, way- I I do like your bet there but I haven't placed one yet because I this one's a lot of fun so I'm you know I want to talk through all these before before we do it. So Maybe to spoil a little bit, the way I I went through, so I
0: spent some time handicapping this tournament, our apologies, we got to this a little bit late, uh, much to our disappointment there was in grouping or odds yesterday when we actually knew everyone that was going to be in there, but we're not going to complain about that because we're positive people. But what I tried to do was look at each group and figure out who is going to win the group, and I had some pretty strong feelings and kind of went with them, and when I look at this group again, they're all pretty much even, I don't... I don't think anyone can really pick a winner amongst these three, so when in doubt, go with the person with the biggest odds.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a fantastic strategy.
0: All right. Any other thoughts on the Azalea group? No, but I didn't know Camellia had two L's. Camellia does have two L's. C-A-M-E-double-L-I-A. Carolina Munch. Camilla only has one. That's what threw me off. Oh, okay. Uh, much and or Mahova plus 220 to win the group. Cannon plus 110 to win the group at the, as the favorite. Risk plus 225 to win the group. When I look at the odds for the entire tournament, Cannon is the favorite at Bovada. Now, if you go to different sites, the, the favorite sort of floats between Cannon or Sabalenka, but at the site I'm looking right now, Cannon's the favorite. Um, you look at the rest of the group here. Uh, at yeah, Bookmaker, uh, Sabalenka. Ma- the favorite. Mahova is uh, 10 to 1, and then Allison risk to win the tournament at 14 to 1. What do you think of this group? Um, looking at the order of play here, Kennan plays two matches to start. She plays Risk and then Mahova, and then we've got Risk Mahova to finish. Who do you think comes out of the Camellia group?
1: So, remind me, right? This tournament plays pretty fast, right?
0: I think it does. So, I, I mean, we're I, getting
1: Risk on quick indoors here, right? I mean, because I, before I completely write her off, quick indoor courts...
0: Yeah, so, sets here average right around nine and a half. So, what well, you have is a lot of six threes, a lot of six fours. Um, oh, right. You do have your fair share of three set matches, but the sets themselves are generally pretty quick, um, okay. which actually tends to mean spread that the courts are slower. a little bit slower. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I think when I look at that, what my reaction to this group was I've got a Mahova bet at 10 to 1 to win the whole thing. Right. Um, at-
1: and honestly, I I, mean, I didn't pull up any tape. I'm just going off complete memory from last year. I thought they they played quick last year. If I remember correctly.
0: And I think this is something you might like. It's a total form play for me. Kenan hasn't played since oh, Beijing. Look wow. at this. I know Kennan hasn't played since Beijing. Risk hasn't okay. played since Beijing. Now let's see what let's see what's what's Mahova been doing in the last couple Balling. weeks. Oh, that's right. She made the finals in Seoul. She lost in the first round being exhausted in Beijing, and then made the semifinals in Moscow. Um, played a tough three-setter against Pavly Uchegova, but she is playing some great tennis these last couple weeks and I think is really um, popping. You know, I, when I look at her game versus Riz, I'm sorry, her game versus Kennan, I think they're very similar players. I think that the, they both kind of do a lot of the same things that are good. Um, I think that's kind of a toss-up you know risk is interesting if she comes out and her serve is really on point she could maybe blow through this group but that's not what I'm expecting here I think it's either Mahova or Cannon and at that price I think I have to go Mahova.
1: I mean, I, so you want to take she, risk no I don't no you but I, no Cannon? I immediately want honestly I wanted to, to eliminate her and just try and choose between the other two so you want but... to eliminate risk at first I did, but quick quarters. So what's
0: your hang-up then? Let's get into that a little if bit. If the what's... court is
1: quick, she's going to be able to serve well, and then she's going to be tougher to break and uh, you know it can put pressure on, on a defensive player.
0: I mean, you look, at again, at the historical winners of this event. Um, they're players with with pretty good serves, and, and they can put spin on the ball. Venus Williams, Petra Kvitova, julia gorgas ashley barty all good servers yeah. all good spinners at the I mean, net that would show you that
1: that would show um, you that do play fast if i remember right um all right so yeah that's my main hang up um and then also i mean so Kennon hasn't played since beijing but she played pretty well there right
0: uh, let me pull she, that up. I got it up right she now. She lost to Svitolina in a
1: nice three-set match. She beat Pavs and Muguruza, which actually, I guess this isn't telling me that much. Yeah, so much. she made the round
0: of 16, which is just before the quarterfinals. Yeah, and then she beat basically a
1: player that plays like her, which is a pretty crappy yeah, matchup no for losing her. Yeah, no So.
0: All right, so it sounds like you don't have too many strong feelings this way. You're maybe, maybe passing on the out was,
1: right ba- Yeah, basically because it's like my feelings are kind of chalky here, and, and I think we should be trying to find some more value here. I, I know All you right, say that Mohova's on. been playing a lot recently, but Kennen has been playing well in my mind. Um, your mind
0: is just your mind spread. Yeah, I know. So It's a dangerous thing to do. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Orchid right. group. Madison Keys, Petra Martic, and the wild card here, Zhang Sai sai playing in front of the home crowd. When you look at the prices to win the group, uh, Madison Keys, plus 125, Petra Mardic, plus 150, so pretty tight race there for the favorite. Uh, Zhang Sai sai obviously the underdog at 3-1 to to win the group. Let's look at the prices here to win the entire thing. Madison Keys, 6.5-1 at Bovada. Um, Petra Martic 10-1. to one. Zhang Shai Shai 25 to 1. Spread, what do you think of this group? And who do you think I bet? Uh,
1: you bet uh, Zhang Shai Shai. I did not. Really? You
0: didn't go for the home court? Nope. All right, so do you think I bet Martich or Keys?
1: Please don't tell me.
0: You bet Keys, right? I did. It's 7 to okay. 1. 7 to 1 to win the whole thing. I grabbed her. I just. I look at this group, Martich for me is the wild card If she really comes out and plays great tennis Maybe she can pop here But I just, I loved all the pricing on Keys. If, if, Has Keyes you know, Does something she do great. well in Europe?
1: I mean, not Europe, Asia though
0: Let me pull that up I, I looked at it earlier and she had mixed success But let me just double check
1: If I remember, um, right, did she play this last year And did not do very well was kind of disappointing. She
0: did play this last year and, and was pretty disappointing what you think is part yeah, of it. Yeah, you reason. know
1: what? I'm almost having flashbacks. She, right? We should actually, now that we've been doing this for so long, we should listen to the year's pod beforehand. I'm thinking that I a came really in and sold Keys finish. a lot last year and she had
0: a disappointing finish so what she basically happens is she beats Kasichina 6-2-6-4 which really puts her in the driver's seat but then Wang Jiang um
1: oh yeah Who beats was playing her one six six three
0: six one, um and just again by the goofy kind of scoring system and the way the sets go kind of took advantage of her there a little bit um, but again I think that this is a big event I think they all know it's the end of the year I expect Keys to come out and be focused um I just I love that price. If she's playing her best tennis, she blows through these three players.
1: Yeah, I don't think she's ever played well in Asia. I'm looking here. It wasn't a very good run for her this year. She only played twice. Um, she retired against Kerber in Osaka. And then she lost to Jennifer Brady, who, you know, we're talking about her playing her best tennis. She obviously wasn't playing her best tennis if she lost to Brady. So Well maybe this is the year spread. Okay, yeah. I'm staying away from <laughs> Madison Keys there. But
0: Well so what do you think about the group then? If you don't love Keys, then you you must possibly find some value in Mardich
1: or Zhang. Yeah, I guess so. I should, huh? So if you I'm trying think. to choose between them, let's say I did. Mardich I don't really get that much more and Zhang I get a lot, but I can't see Zhang beating both. So I'd have to take Petra.
0: So why can't you see Zeng beating both? Because um, you're aware of our our good friend, or or I don't actually know how really to qualify him, our buddy Tennis Jesus. Oh, yeah. You follow Tennis Jesus, of of course. course. So we were chatting back and forth. He kind of liked Zeng. Um, He thought that maybe she had a chance to kind of pop here a little bit. Um, You know, she actually, so here's his tweet. Uh, Zeng and Mardich, the wild cards, as you know, every group aside from Keys is pretty even, in my humble opinion. Good luck. Um, That was his. Yeah, I think I read that thread. I always
1: am interested when you guys talk. Um, Yeah, no, I mean I could see why she played very well, and she was a big surprise this year, Uh, playing better than I expected, and I have lost money underestimating her before. But my idea is going back to our original scenario where we're all imagining them in their best form. I don't see her beating both of them, and I think that Mardich or Keys one of them will show up in their best form right I think so I see maybe a little value in Jang
0: I mean again like you said Keys doesn't have a ton of success in Asia um, it's a long year I can see the crowd really driving Jang to a couple wins here it's going to be hard for me not to bet her in individual matches but I just like you said if Keys is playing her best tennis I think that this is a pressure enough situation where she'll be focused um, I like her
1: so when was Zang's tournament where she ran up all these ranking points? It was San Jose, right? Boy, she beat your girl Sabs in San Jose. Wow,
0: I know she did.
1: Yeah, so that's where she ran up her ranking points this summer. Since then, she's kind of regressed to back to back to the player that we expect—a player that beats other players when they're not playing their best. But I don't agree with that. Really?
0: Well, take a look at so you know she didn't win any tournaments, but. You know, beat Risk in well, she won San Jose, in, right? In two sets. Right, she wins San yeah. Jose. You know, obviously he's a little tired yeah, for so Toronto throw that one and Cincinnati as a result. Well, not Cincinnati. Goes, you just goes to I
1: think you should be rested by the time Cincinnati comes around.
0: All right, so she goes to Cincinnati. She loses Lose to Stapelanca. I, I don't see any shame there. Uh, the U.S. Open loss to Venus Williams is embarrassing. To only win one game against her in what should be a match that she should be able to move a player around, that's embarrassing. But you look at Zhengzhou... She beats Risk, you know, has a tough match against Tom Ljanovic, goes to Guangzhou. I guess the loss to Paolini is not no, great, not but her Beijing t- showing beats Puig, beats Stevens, has a tough match okay, against Okay, but Artie. beating
1: Puig and Stevens, are you really giving that that much credit? Like, Stevens is... She didn't even try. Play... And Puig, when she doesn't play well, she's not that tough.
0: Puig had a nice finish this season. I give that a little bit of credit. I kind of take some credit away from the Stevens win, but you make a fair point either way I think in front of the home crowd she's a fun player and it's not the worst idea to back her on the money line in some of these matches
1: all right that I mean I'll, I'll get you there I'm thinking boy you know what's worrying about me is is Mardich is just her most recent matches you know she had she was having a nice little Asian swing here but then um Wuhan and Beijing well I guess in Wuhan she got she got a couple wins and she lets That's her kind of the theme
0: for this tournament for me there's not a lot of players that are really coming in here in great form besides Sabalenka who we're going to talk about in just all a right, second. Yeah. Um, uh, when Mahova come in, in great form, everybody else kind of comes limping into this tournament. Yeah. All right. We'll jump into the last group before so we I like do Pedro again to tennis that
1: group after all this discussion. All right.
0: I think you're right. But be sure no, to follow can't our No, you think our, I'm right. Our, you took keys. I do I do think that Keys <laughs> is the pick to win the group. But I don't mind the pick on Mardich. Okay. I mean, I, I, as I that go through right. it, I love the odds on Keys. I think that's the best value, but I don't mind Mardich at all. Yeah.
1: You know what? I'm going to do that before our pod next week because I kind of have a subconscious memory of me saying the same thing about Keys last year and being drastically disappointed.
0: All right, if you're interested in tennis, be sure to follow Tennis Jesus. You can find him at TGZ, T J double Y. He's an absolutely fantastic follow, one of the very best live tennis betters that there are. Um, Now, let's jump spread into the last group. Do you know the name of the last group? We've done the Azalea. Azalea. We've done camellia, we've
1: done orchid. What's the well, nice last? Only group? because I have it up in front of me, I know it's the rose. Oh, you so. cheater! Well, right. you, you got you mad got... at me because I haven't prepped for like the last five podcasts, so now tonight I prepped and now I'm a cheater, huh?
0: And how mad at you for prepping? Yeah. You're right. That's not fair. I'm sorry. Good job. Thank
1: you. I thought I thought it was pretty cool that I was able to pull up two websites before we started too. <laughs>
0: arena the amazonian warrior prince of sabalanka, the favorite to win the group plus 125 elise Mertens plus 150 sacred plus plus three hundred. <laughs> i will cut the suspense i've already bet sabalanka did this, to win this event. did
1: they just set this up for her uh, right i mean that's I the how she wants this to play, whole right? tournament she doesn't want the someone whole tournament back again her, right she just wants a bunch of chances to hit her winners right i,
0: I... So I think that these are tougher matches and maybe I give them credit for if Sabolinka's is well, playing her best tennis she'll blow away either one of these right, players but she's right. if she's even close to average if even has if she, she's, she's even close especially. to average Mertens, Mertens will worries push me her or beat her. Mertens could beat her Mertens is I think the only hang up but uh, for me she's the favorite to win this event she's priced that way I think she's actually disrespected I got her at 5 to oh, 1 to win wow. the whole thing I just She's disrespected now huh Oh, come on, she loves China. Her record in China is incredible, and just like I talked about before, you look at the form of all these other players. There's only two or three players that are coming in playing great tennis, and she's one of them. And you look at this group, and we just said it: if she plays good tennis, she beats both of okay, the players. Okay, but how many times has she the play the best?
1: Like of all the outings, how many? I don't even know how many matches well, it's she's not Ostapenko. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, of course. You're just going to take, well, yes, take that? Yes, because I mean, I'm not going to. But I don't think that necessary. I don't think you've set yourself a very, very high floor here. You know, she's not the most inconsistent player in the tour. Okay, we've established that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she, Again, played, I she just... played great in ages so far. But that Wuhan court is fast, but this court is fast too. Now, was she at this tournament last year?
0: Uh, she was at this tournament. And, and what happened spread.
1: what happened? Did she advance out of her group or what happened here? Let Refresh me, my memory.
0: Let me, let me double check. I'm sorry, it's I wish I was better prepared for this moment. Yeah. I am pulling it up just as we speak. Doing a very job bad job of typing here. But yeah, she did play in Zuhai High last year. It was a little bit of a disappointment from what I do remember. Um, she beat Barty in her first match and then lost to freaking Caroline Garcia for some reason in two quick sets. So she beats Barty six four six four and then loses to Garcia six four six four. But I
1: mean, when Garcia's playing well, which she was last year, that's not like embarrassing. So now, what I'm trying to figure out now, I'm going through. Have her and Sakari played before?
0: Let me pull that up right now. I don't think that they have. I
1: think I think that's like a very. Oh, you know what? They played once. It was this year. How do we not remember this? In Cincinnati. Say Cincinnati.
0: Yep. All wow. right. When's the last time Zachary played tennis? Uh, only because I have
1: it up because I pulled that up in Moscow. She played this that's week. That's
0: right. She got beat by Pavs in three yeah. sets. And that's her first match since the U.S. Open. Now, so why, not, now
1: why did she skip this? I don't know. How did she qualify? I don't know. Still? I
0: don't understand the. I don't understand the end of Sagari's year. I think maybe she realized she qualified and took some time off, so maybe she's going to be focused at this event. But I think she missed a big opportunity. Did to she really quit, quit playing tennis to be past social Pizzles. media manager?
1: This is ridiculous. I can't believe she didn't play the whole. <laughs> she didn't play one. She didn't go to Asia at all.
0: She skipped the Asian swing.
1: I mean, that's a lot of potential points. And and some of those it's, courts it's play slow. It's not like the whole thing is fast. They are quicker. But... I
0: don't. I don't. I don't get it. it. Doesn't make any sense to me. That's why I am so hot on Sabalenka here. I just. I look at this group and and nothing scares me.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, I gotta agree with you. Um, she has been playing well. She's in good form. Um, like you said, she she has done well in Asia. This is two years in a row, so it's not like we can say. She's just hot right now. You know, something about the time zones, the court conditions, the crowds is working in her favor. And, uh, boy, she's she's lost. She's 1-2 and two against Elise, though. I know is going to listen to this and try and wring my neck for using head-to-head so strongly. But Elise beat her in Montreal and <laughs> East Bo- uh Sabalenka won on grass at least one on clay but their only hard court match at least won but that was last year and Elise was playing much better last year uh, yeah I don't know if I'm gonna bet with you but I'm, I don't really know I'll get an argument I can make against you um, so let's just say our winners now who do you think so let's just go through and tell me who you're gonna qualify from each one.
0: All right, so I'm going to tell you also... So Azalea is the toughest think, one to call, each right? One. This is my bet. I think Azalea is the toughest one to call. I like Don Vivekic. Okay. I think Camellia is probably the second toughest one to call. I like Mahova. Um, Orchid, I think, is the easiest one to call. I like Keys. And then Rose is probably the second easiest. I like Sapolenka.
1: Okay, see, I think Rose is the easiest. I'll take Sap there. I like Martich coming out of Orchid. Okay. Boy. It's okay to take Cannon. You can do it. No, but I mean, you're right with uh, just the recent playing. Mohova's played very well lately. Gosh, I almost feel like I'm having an American bias here if I take Cannon. Let's just take Mohova just for the sake of uh, us having some fun talking about this. And then, yeah. And then you're taking who? Beckett should come out of this area? I don't... Mm. That means you should
0: take Burton's spread. It's very easy. I took somebody besides Burton's. You should just take Burton's. Yeah,
1: she hasn't been playing that well <laughs> either. Like I almost expect to see a Yastrzemski red line here.
0: All right. So my outright picks again. You know, I I, I did. I bet everyone. I think it's going to win the group. I've got Vekic at fourteen to one. I've got Mahova at ten to one. I've got Keys at seven to one, and Sabalenka at five to one. Um, all those bet just to win the whole tournament but anything for you. Did you
1: break down, like, who's won, like, which group wins the most often? Like, do the most champions come out of, like, Azalea or Orchid? Or did we leave that important information just on the clipping floor?
0: I couldn't possibly think that there was any value <laughs> to that at all because there's absolutely no reasoning to any of this. I'm
1: just thinking I would want to be in the Orchid group because I like the Orchid station on Lost. So, I think it's...
0: Well, that's true. What's your favorite flower? Is Orchid your favorite flower this group? Yeah. Ooh, I think it's a bad choice. Yeah, what are you going with? I think you're underestimating roses. Mm-hmm. I think you're underestimating the beautiful the
1: beauty of an azalea, especially in an I have situation. azaleas in my house, so I should have chose that. Uh, but I like the orchid <sighs> station in Lost, so.
0: I love a nice chameleon. Yeah. I do. It's a soft, big, beautiful flower. <laughs> you do it right. It has nice colors. <sighs> Short-sighted. All right. All right. Well, for you next year, Rob, we're going to the pull people. this out. Uh, we will. All right. Come on. Okay. Any outright bets for the people?
1: My outright choice for the whole tournament. Uh, I don't really like these outrights. So if Petra gets out at ten to one, that's just not very good, because even if she gets to the semis, right, she's going to be underdogs. Sabs is only plus four twenty. I mean, keys. Are you really not going to pick any. I take your scrims for twelve to one a boy. Yeah, no, I was going to pick someone I just gosh. All
0: right, we do have lines for just three individual matches. Let's look at those real quickly. Uh, Sabalenka plays tomorrow. She's minus 278 over Zachary. Zachary plus 219. Do you have any interest in the dog?
1: No, because we don't know how much she's been playing.
0: I agree. I think Sabalenka is a nice parlay piece. Burton's minus 122 against Vekic, plus 100. little movement there. Vekic was a bigger dog. She was like plus 110, plus 120 to open here. Um, huge first match, I think, for the group. Um, what do you think about this match? I lean Vekic, but of course it's a Burton's match. So I won't be better. Right,
1: and I lean Vekic too, but just because I think that we're having similar issues with trying to figure out form, I don't really see a way that I can identify an edge here.
0: All right, in the last match, we've got odds for Keys minus 345 against Zhang plus 263. I would love to take the Chinese player here, but if Keys plays her best, there's a good chance she does. Why do you
1: think there's a good chance she does?
0: There's a lot of money at stake. She likes playing for tournaments that are worth a lot of money, so I think she's going to try. I think she tried last year. I think she just ran into kind of a little of a buzzsaw there and kind of got screwed by the scoring system a little bit. I like Zhang Um, as the underdog
1: here and it's just basically all
0: right, a key fade alright you gonna yep. bet it boy. alright so we got a bet here uh, Zhang I don't hate it but I'm gonna pass again I like keys I mean I have that I'm betting the price out, right? there really mm-hmm. So. alright spread any more thoughts on the elite tournament here before we wrap so that's, up so
1: that's all the numbers we have so far
0: it, really, that's it. I mean, we've got the whole schedule here. But they didn't um, put out go... uh,
1: lines for the rest of the matches?
0: No, they didn't. So the rest of the matches for Azalea, we've got Burtons, Yastremska. I assume Burtons will be the favorite there. I actually kind of like Yastrzemska as a dog, but what do you think that, that line will be? Yastremska
1: like plus 120. She's not going to be that. Uh... Well, I think you'll get better than plus 120. No. She's got it
0: depends, red line I guess, potential. how Burtons does
1: against Vekic. Yeah,
0: True. If Burtons beat Vecage, I think you'll get a much better number than plus 120. If Burtons loses to Vecage, then maybe you're plus 120. So will that high.
1: affect your, let's just say, like, we're not going off form here, but just because we know the price is different, would that, like, a Burtons win make you more uh, eager to bet Yostromska because you're going to get that better price there? No, because Burtons involved, I'm not going to the match. Oh, bet yeah, I mean, okay. It's very easy. But uh, let's use, like, the same hypothetical. Does someone winning their Are first betting match...
0: I'm betting Estremska or not
1: how much do you think they'll adjust it off the first match results I think pretty decently so what what do you think, think the ranges be a would be um, like a...
0: I think if Burtons beats Vekic uh-huh. I think that Burtons would be like minus 175 no I think if Burtons loses to Vekic I think it's like minus 150
1: yeah both those numbers I'll bet you Estremska I right, think so they're going to make it with closer Vekic. than that
0: so what do you do with Vekic Jastrzemska then? Who's the favorite? Probably Vekic.
1: Well, what would you make the favorite? I mean, I want to bet Jastrzemska, so I'm hoping she's like plus 200, but no, I'm thinking the same. I think she'll be like plus <laughs> 120, plus 130.
0: I think that'll be pretty close to minus 10 either way. Um, I just like Vekic in this group. I think if she plays her best tennis, it's... God, She's another she one that we
1: can say that about a lot, but how often does she play her best tennis? 50% of the time? As much as any of these other girls do. No, I'd say you get your best tennis out of Kennan like 85% of the time.
0: No, I meant Burton's back. Just okay. I'm sticking it as well. So I,
1: let's say out of this whole group of the, uh, of the women we have here, who's, I'd say Kennan's the most consistent. Who would you say is the second most consistent? Mahova And Mahova and Mardich. I think that you get a pretty good effort out of Mardich most of the time. A lot of times when I see Mardich lose, it's not because she's playing like crap. It's because someone is outplaying her. Probably
0: Mertens then, then probably Zhang.
1: Yeah. I think Zhang's ceiling is the lowest, though, out of all these players. Would you agree?
0: Yeah. If they all play their Uh, best, she
1: she would be the the worst player.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. That's why she's the wild card. Camellia, Ken Kenon Risk, then Kenan, Mahova, Risk, Mahova. Again, the only line we have. Do we have any of these lines? No, we don't have any lines in this group yet. Mm. You know, I assume Kenan will be a decent favorite over Risk. I assume Kenan will be a favorite over Mahova, and Mahova will probably be a favorite over Risk. What do you think? Uh, yeah, Mahova will be a favorite over Risk. Yeah, Orchid. We've got Keys. I, th- I think Keys will be a favorite over both Mardich and Zhang. Who do you think will be the... How big of a favorite do you think Mardich will be against Zhang? Uh,
1: 160? you think it'll be more?
0: I think if she beats Keys in her first match, maybe it'll be a little more than that, but I think you're in the ballpark.
1: Yeah, and that, I don't know. Maybe it's a little short. I don't
0: know. All right, Rose Group. We've got Sabalenka. I think she's the, the solid favorite yeah. in all her matches. What do you think the Merton-Sachary line is?
1: merton has got to be, like, minus 180, minus 200, right? I agree. I think Zachary should be a decent dog in all these matches. How did Zachary get in here, and why did she decide? Oh, my gosh. Too bad these players don't answer us on Twitter. I've really got to know, like, why she just would skip all those potential points. Well, I guess she didn't need him, so let's go through Zachary's year here. Well, I mean, she could have been um, higher.
0: all the way back, I mean... So she made the quarterfinals in Charleston. Yeah. That's a decent tournament. Wins robot, makes the quarterfinals in Rome. That's a pretty big event. Makes the quarterfinals in Nottingham. Again, another premier event. She made the quarterfinals and quarterfinals in San Jose. Um, makes the quarterfinals in Cincinnati. So I mean, that's really she just you know made decent runs in all the events she was in. So
1: here we are. Yeah, I'm just I'm just surprised she just completely shoot the agent swing and said i'm not playing it all right spread that's all we've got
0: thanks everybody for listening we really appreciate it give us a rating and review on whatever app you're using to listen to us and be sure to follow us at networth pod and have a great week
1: marianne bartoli we need you good luck in all your wagers all your wagers (laughs)